So before we get started, I have to shout out one of the sponsors of this podcast, and that's Disney+. Plus. Now, by now, most of you guys should know what Disney+, Plus is. It's the home of brands like Marvel, Pixar, Disney, National Geographic, and many, many other brands. And you should be catching up on shows of theirs. I love Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Mandalorian, WandaVision. These are all great shows brought to you by Disney+. And if you're not checking them out, you should definitely go and check them out and tell them Hayes sent you. Peace. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. And I know we've been gone. I left you guys without a dope pod to step to for a couple of weeks. But um, things are taking off over at Chicago Bulls Central. And I don't like usually shouting out my podcast on another podcast. But if you are a basketball fan, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, Go and uh, subscribe to and check out the YouTube channel, Chicago Bulls Central. It's also a podcast. Uh, that's just my shameless plug. But how rude of me. I'm your host, CEO Hayes, a.k.a. just a Hayes. And if you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow us collectively, um, you can do so at Awaken Soul Pod. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you want to send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensopod at gmail.com. I also say it at the end of the podcast, but I like to start it off with it also. So on this week's episode, we have Miss Mojo, who has been dropping her visuals. So this is kind of, even though it's delayed, it's kind of timely. Um, it's my friend. And, you know, we talk, um, it's just a great conversation. We talk uh, some about the trans community, but it's a great conversation in general um, for just two people. And so... Uh, because of that, and because of the delay, I, I'm I'm not no in the minor haze segment or anything like that this week. We're gonna get into our intro music, and on the other side of that, we're gonna jump right into the conversation. But I do want to say this: um, thank you guys for sticking out with me I, during my break. Um, it's been it was a lot of people to reach out. Uh, first, of course, initially it's like where's the episode, but then after that, just checking on me. And honestly, if, if it's just been really busy. I'm working on my third short film now um and it's, it's gonna be great it's finally a, a follow-up to the creative which i dropped last year on my birthday um so you know I'm, I'm working more in that i've been having more photography gigs as well so uh it's it, I, this is a busy period and i thought it was going to calm down going towards winter but it's actually been kind of picking up um but yeah i appreciate you guys and um it, it's you're not going to have as many breaks so I, I will say that um one thing that in having this break and every having you guys reach out to me it did make me realize that you know, even if I do have to drop a shorter episode, it's better than just completely being MIA. So uh, you guys will be I'm, I'll be back to being more consistent. Um, I know for like the first four years, of the three years of this podcast, I was the the model of consistency in this <laughs> in the year four. It's been it's been up and down. But, you know, we're going to get back on track here. Um, but thank you guys so much for supporting me. Any new listeners who are listening on to this. This podcast is all about deeper content, deeper conversations. I like to say that this con this podcast was started from the mind state of you don't have to agree to understand right and that has nothing to do with this podcast episode but i'm just saying in general you will hear me have conversations with people who are on the exact opposite side of whatever opinion that we're discussing that day but you know what we still have it and we discuss it and we get in depth and we have great conversations on this podcast just because of those things and so you know especially when we live in a world where it seems like everybody is just uh, so closed off to opinions that don't align with their own. Um, I like to have, you know, that have a space and a platform that I created that it shows the exact opposite, no matter what else is going on in the world. So 
that's what the Awakened Soul is all about. It's about black culture. It's about mental health. It's about self-help. But overall, it's also about having those deeper conversations, even when the person on the other side of the conversation necessarily doesn't share your opinion. So with that being said, uh, we're going to get into our intro music. We're going to get into a great conversation with me and Miss Mojo. I will see you guys right after this. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You're now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We have a special guest, somebody I've been trying to get on the podcast for a minute. It's been my fault, not hers, though, because I've been dragging my feet. Uh, we got Miss Mojo's in the building. What's going on? What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Miss Mojo. I'm in the building. I'm ready to talk. Let's talk. <laughs> we definitely about to talk. We definitely about to talk. So first question that I have for you, who yeah. is Miss Mojo? Miss Mojo is that funk, that sweet, that nasty, <laughs> that gushy stuff. Okay. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am an artist. I am an advocate for the trans community. Um, I am a public speaker, host, and musician. So you do a little bit of everything. A little piece of everything, a little here and there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did you first mm-hmm. get started? Um, I've always been in the arts since I was a little kid. Um, you know, each one teach one. My mom had me at all the programs at the schools. Um, I went to art-based schools, and it's, I've always been in the mix. I don't remember a time in my life where I wasn't in the mix of some kind of artistry. That's what's up. That's what's mm-hmm. up. What, what, like, other artists or creatives inspire you the most? I'm just inspired by blackness. It's not even one singular mm, person. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 unbridled blackness. Even even the the darkest parts inspire me to create light. You know, so it's just blackness in a whole. It's my biggest inspiration for real. I mean, we are amazing, aren't we? I mean, look at us. <laughs> Like, do. I, I mean, and, and, I, and I, I've come to realize like how much really spurned off from black culture, like and that gets taken away from us, like even country music, country music started from black culture and people don't realize that. every genre of music started from black folk. Yeah. And was hijacked. And now look at hip hop. OK, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. So every time somebody comes on for the first time, I have a surprise icebreaker question, right? Oh. And so I, I picked this one only because the, when I very first came aware of you um, and started following you, there was like a skit. I don't know what to call it, a skit or something that you did with like family Thanksgiving or whatever. And it cracked me the hell up. And, and, yes. And, and, that, and, that, and that's how I first like we got connected and everything. So. I wanted to play a version of Fuck, Mary Kill with you, with comedians. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> no, it's just a family show. <laughs> no, you're fine, cuz. Okay. So, Fuck, Mary Kill. I, I'm going straight to, to, to Legends. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Hart. Ooh. 
So basically, a crackhead, an ex crackhead, <laughs> and a miniature crackhead. That's my idea. The trifecta. Okay. Um, I will fuck Cat Williams. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I feel like a person of his stature, even if the dick wasn't big, he's going to have some tricks up a, up the leprechaun sleeves of his. Like, I just feel like he would climb my tree in a way that would just like, you know what? You did that, my boy. Um, so definitely fuck Cat Williams. Okay. Um, kill Kevin Hart because he hasn't done anything for me ever. No shade to the man. I don't know him. Um I would marry Dave Chappelle because he just got that $100 million deal from that. <laughs> Bust that ass like a motherfucker. <laughs> Baby, I want half everything. Please. Okay. He's Charlie Murphy. <laughs> man, listen here. Charlie Murphy, man. <laughs> legend. 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 Um. Okay. Okay. I respect. I respect those answers. Um, <laughs> so let's get let's get into the shit. So the first thing that I want to talk about, because you do so much, and um, you do you do modeling and and runway and acting and all that. How yes. how hard was it to break into that industry? Not only like I don't want to focus the conversation on just you being a trans woman, but just like in general. And then I know there's there's probably a- extra like layers that you of course had to go through. But like, what was just that like? So you just gonna sit on your platform and expose me as being trans? What if I was down low? You said it when I asked you who was Miss Mo- Mojo. I said I was an advocate. I didn't say I was a trans woman. Okay, I'll That's- cut it out. I'm sorry. Don't I? I did. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep you on your toes. Gotta keep you on I your feel toes. It. I feel it. Uh, no, um, I was. For me, getting into like these industries, they weren't hard because I was always in some kind of school or community kind of like engagement that put me in that field. Like I went to the high school fashion industries. Mm -hmm. So like when I was 16 and 17, I was working fashion week shows in New York City. So like I've always been in that field. Um, And once I learned how to make money from that, I stayed in these industries because I'm like, listen, I'm talented. Um, People love my personality. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm easy on the eyes. Let me, let me milk this shit for what it's worth, you know? And then I learned about tokenism. Mm-hmm. Then I learned about anti-blackness and I'm like, mm, I, I'm gay. We, we got to reimagine this if I'm going to stick around. So yeah, for sure. yeah, I've always had access and I'm, I'm very fortunate that, you know, my, my purpose was, has always been aligned with my practice. So always been around. So you say that like your purpose has only been, always been aligned with your practice. What do you, what what is your purpose? What do you feel like you were called here to do? Because I think like finding that calling is so much opens up after you do. It just becomes clear. So what what yeah. how'd you find a how'd you find that purpose and then what what is that purpose? I think my purpose is to be a light mm-hmm. and to be a connector of people. So um the things I I um the things I am able to do always bring brings light and brings people together. So whether it's anything in the arts, whether it's fashion, whether it's music, uh, juicy EP dropping this fall, check that out. Okay, um, it's always meant to be a light. I don't recognize my life without being a light. Um, and the thing about light, somebody got paid a light bill. So oftentimes mm. I pay the, I pay those taxes and I burn out, but Thankfully, I have people around me who keep me on track 
to my purpose and are able to put me back together when I dismantle. So that's truly my purpose. And whatever medium I choose to, you know, uplift that purpose, I'll, I'll do 100%. Does it does it help or hurt burnout the fact that you have so many different avenues to go? Because I don't know, like for me, because I have podcasts and I have videography and photography it really helps me not to feel that burnout. But I don't know if that's just a unique thing for me because I have so mm-hmm. many different things I can use. Does, so how do you feel like it, that affects you? Does it help or hurt your burnout? Both. Okay. Both. In the way that you said, right? But also knowing that, okay, just because I can do everything doesn't mean I have to do everything. Mm. Okay. That that's and that's so, that's major keys right there. Major keys right there. Right. Yeah. I can't be complaining about everything being on my shoulders when I placed it there. Mm. So you gotta find that balance. Yeah, yeah. But life's all about all the balance and acting. You know, some of us do it mm-hmm. better than others and when you don't do that balancing uh very well, when you don't find it on your own, God will definitely make you sit down and figure baby, out <laughs> baby ass humble that ass yeah for sure for sure um now you know you kind of touched on this but i, I do want to ask like um because you're 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 a triple minority you don't you, not everyone gets that overlap you're a woman you're black and, and you're part of the trans community like what because you do give so much right and, and you are that light like you said but then like is that a is that a heavy burden to be that that perfect triple minority? Well, I think my relief comes from the fact that I'm not perfect, mm. and I celebrate my imperfections. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why a lot of people really gravitate towards me. If you follow me on any social, you know I am a fucking clown, right? <laughs> I I I laugh at my world because I have mm. to laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, for like, sure. You know, I I truly find the humor. In a lot of my situations, so I can look at it from some kind of positive light or get the lesson, you know, behind the stress. And um, I, I think my visibility often I, I battle with it though because I understand that me being visible opens the door for so many young Miss Mojos coming up, but to my expense, you know. Um, I am, believe it or not, an extremely introverted person. I'm shy. People, I say that all the time. People are like, bitch, you ain't no fucking shy, bitch. I saw you at the club throwing that pussy. You did. That was me. <laughs> but understand that I do that pussy for the soul of me. I didn't need nobody to catch it. Mm. You know, I'm just having my own time. Um, I'm never the girl that if I see someone, I'm going to speak first. Mm-mm. Okay. Never. Um, people just come to me. It's been like that my whole life. But, you know, it is my light. That helps me navigate. Again, this is a full circle moment that helps me navigate this. Um, but my visibility, I'm still battling with it because I look at the peoples in the world like my good sister Maya Scott, who's been, you know, the public face of black trans women since 2009, mm-hmm. probably even earlier, you know, and the way she's been ridiculed and bullied and harassed for years, like a decade at this point. So it's like, I, I don't know how much I'm willing to give to make a better way. It's I really, I really, you know, that shit really fucks my head up a little bit. And I'm still dealing bet, with it. I bet I can only imagine. Like it, it, it. I can only imagine. Like I, I don't even know how to put that into words. Uh, how stressful that probably can be. Um, I do, I do, because you mentioned Twitter, and I guess just to lighten it up some for a second. Who's crazy yeah. on Twitter, me or you? You. I, that, come on now, that's not true. That's not true. 
You are so unprovoked. <laughs> when you had tweeted, it's um coming in her eyelashes, or what you said, coming on her, Late, toes, her lace front. I, coming on her lace front. Yeah. It's just so unprovoked. Like, <laughs> why? Like, I mean, I'm going to like it. I'm going to retweet it. But why? Like, it's so unprovoked. You're the wild card. <sighs> People say that. Like, I literally just tweet whatever comes to my mind. Like, that's all we, it is. <laughs> oh, we know. We know. These right. are not premeditated. Nah, it's, it's not premeditated at all. I just, yeah, my, my mind's a dark place. That's all I can say. My mind is a very dark place. Um, oh. <laughs> one thing that I do want to ask you, um, well, I want to ask you a lot, but, like, one of the things that I do have on this list is, what I, with the rise of, like, trans women being depicted by trans women you know for a long time like they would get people who aren't of the trans community to, to depict trans women but like nowadays do you think that it's more they're capitalizing on the fetishism of trans women or that they actually want to amplify the voices of the trans women and then how do you tell the difference between the two great question <laughs> again both both okay i think the things that we have to look out for is who's producing this content mm -hmm. that's into these trans narratives, right? Are there any trans producers, writers, um, cinematographers, directors of photography, actresses, actors? Like, how embedded is the script to the actual operations of this production? Mm -hmm. um, because you have the peoples of the world, the cisgender folk, who still see trans folk as a spectacle, as a scandal, and they write narratives about that. Um, so in a world where you have Pose, which broke a lot of barriers, you mm -hmm. know, for trans folk, you have films like Secret Society that sets trans folk back at least a decade, you know? So it's like, it really depends where these where these materials are coming from. For sure, for sure. And yeah. I, I, I think, like, yeah, Pose, and, you know, I, I can only speak about it from somebody who's not in the community who like watches it but i know pose was like a, a very big one in and you know opening the door to um for people to see like what it was like back then as well but like also i think of stuff like the shy where they depicted a man being in a relationship with the trans woman and the fact that he just mm -hmm. loves her for the woman that she is like it's they they really didn't make a big they made a bigger deal about it the second season she was there but the first season they didn't really make a big deal about it it was just this is who she is this is who he's with and that's kind of what it is. But no, okay, because I don't care what nobody say. First season, Shorty was fly. Mm -hmm. Second season, when they gave her more lines, why she started looking more busted? Make it make sense. Yeah. Make uh, it, it make sense. I didn't even think about that before it, you said it, but yeah, yeah. Make it make sense. Shorty went from the lace fronts to the quick weaves. I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> hold, hold up, baby. I'm not saying, you know, in order to be affirmed in your gender, you have to be on 24-7 because that is transphobic within itself. Mm -hmm. um, but it's something very, very telling about the ways when the narrative is on a transphobe, how their presentation carries that story, mm -hmm. you know. So I take note of the little things. And once once you see like, hmm, that's, that's something to think about, you'll say, okay. So now that she's getting more screen time, we have to depict her as more, you know, broken down or quote unquote, you know, banji or ghetto and X, Y, and Z. So something to think about. I don't there think it's coincidence. There you go. Look at you just 
bring I didn't I had never even thought about that. So I appreciate that. That's why I wanted to have a conversation with you. Um two seasons and look and compare and contrast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm gonna have to go back and watch for that. Um what how as a cisgendered man, right? Yeah. What what is it that you often see that we don't quite get or understand or that we speak from a place of ignorance rather than from a place of trying to understand? Because I, like for me, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time really, if, I, if I'm going to say anything, it's it's I'm going to think, think, think it through and do some research beforehand. Um, like I'm very vocal on my social media at times about protecting trans women. And that's gotten me some backlash at times. And it's just like I know there's been almost any time I, I post that people ask protection from what I'm like, if you have to ask that and you're just an idiot. But like what what is it that we don't usually get or that we do do more positively, whatever your opinion is on that? Um, I think when it comes to a lot of cisgender men, um, the heart can be there, mm-hmm. but the the tools are not necessarily there, right? Mm-hmm. So say protect trans women, but if you don't know the ways in which you exhibit transphobia, how much protection are you truly calling for, right? Because we may need to be protected from you. Mm. Who knows? Um, I think, though, the strides I have seen within cisgender men, specifically black cisgender men, right? Because um, when I speak about these issues, I speak from the lens of blackness. I'm not watching them other folk. It's not my ministry. So I, this is a community conversation. Okay. Um, black cisgender men are now saying, you know what? Not only are we recognizing trans folk as their claim identity, we are seeing that the next step is supporting them and advocating for them because it's not enough that we recognize, but if we're not all on the same accord, you know, that's still a problem in the, in the mix. So I, I love to see that direction, which I'll get wrong though. <laughs> the girls that you don't find desirable, you're not as vocal for mm. I think that's unique to trans folk. I think that's just men in general. You know, yeah. I always judge a man by how he treats the people he don't want to fuck. That speaks to me. That that speaks volumes to who that man is. So I think that's another part of the equation. And you know, saying, oh, you know, you know, trans people have to be there, so I have to look like this. So I always have to be done up or have to fit this mold of femininity that is so unattainable, even by cisgender standards. You know, so. But those are mine. I I see that. If I could just say that, just as she, and it doesn't just. (laughs) Fair enough. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) You just did the candy man. (laughs) So I want I want to take a break from from just the the deep topics. I just want to ask, like, talk to you some for a minute. Like, what what what's your dream role? Like, what 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 is something that like you just before it's all said and done, you want to do whether you have to create it yourself or somebody creates it for you and cash you. Like what what's your dream role? I want to be a villain. Okay. I love that energy. Often when I like do auditions or like get casted, it's always like a positive role or mm. like a motherly role. And I feel kind of typecast sometimes, but I feel like my ability to play a villain will be that breakout moment for me because I can go so deep within that because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think it's 
easier to be positive. I'm attracted to the challenge. I'm an Aries, so I like the fire. I'm attracted to the challenge. So my dream was to be somebody's villain somewhere, just traumatizing people for generations. <laughs> and that when they Google me, they still mad about that fucking role I had years ago. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner beating Tina ass. Like, you yeah. know, it years have passed since that film. So I just want that kind of like infamous energy from something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i feel it i feel it have you have you considered like because we live in in the age where like you people really can create their own lane so easily like have you thought about doing like your own web series or anything like that like in like with a really big production so i started you know how we met my um transgiving sketch you mm. know i wrote that sketch um just imagining a, a setting in which it's a story i want to tell um, working with organizations like um, Black Trans Femmes in the Arts, you know, we're creating stories, um, we're giving showcases, and we're just basically imagining everything we want to do with the budget because the community really pours into us in a way financially that we can create these things. And I always say the thing that's holding the trans community back is just the sponsorship. Like we have the talent, we have the the know-how, we have the smarts, but the money ain't here. You know, people don't want to invest in our causes if it's not a survival fund. You know, people don't want to invest in our art. So now that that money is coming in, and shout out to Beyonce for including us in her um, Black Parade mm. of 2020, because it was because of that that the cha-ching kept, you know, came coming in. So we were able to use that those resources to create and support artists, trans artists specifically from all around the world. So that's what we're about right now. Okay. And this EP you got coming out, what what can we expect from this? <laughs> Juicy, the EP coming to school. Um, it's giving adults only. It's giving return of the fat rap bitch. It's giving delectable it's 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 so much fun on this project okay. um it's my first ep i've been a writer for people for years so this is the first time that i'm stepping to the front um and it's everything i think that people would expect from me okay. um if you look if you've been catching my promotional activities like it's very sexy mm -hmm. I'm going to have really disgusting songs on this project, <laughs> but they're over melodic beats. Okay. That is, oh, what, what, am I being transported to some kind of, what is this Twilight Zone? And that's just where I'm going with my artistry. I think we are living in times where um, female rap is such a thing, but I'm coming at it from a more Khalees angle, a Missy mm. Elliott. Um, yeah, everyone can rap. Some people can't rap. Um, I know I got bars, but to me, I need you to get the whole experience. Okay. okay. I have a line where I say, baby, bend over, let me suck it from the back. Sucking on a dick, spitting on a ball sack. Tell a butch queen, eat it like a fruit snack. Tell her AG, bring the bag with the straps. Like, I'm just going. Oh, damn. So you're you're going there. Is I'm going there. Okay. I'm going there. I'm setting that mood, setting that atmosphere, and we're having fun with it. Well, damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. You got visuals coming out too? Yes. Okay. So we are actually shooting Sunday the first visual for the um, song Call Me. Um, you know, because I'm good for a good, um, I'm good for a good. 
girl six reference so i'm sticking to that phone operator vibe that energy i love channeling that character so we're just gonna we're gonna freak that out and you'll see you'll see okay all right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm have to I'm gonna have to come have you come back on after this video drops so I can talk to you because knowing knowing you these visuals are, are about to be f- for the eye of the beholder is all I can say like this is about mm-hmm. to be deep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the kind of the last section that I wanted to talk to you stuff is just about but and you've you've touched on this so I don't know how much uh, more you want to go into it about but like just your activism activism yeah. and like talking like one, one of the things that um that have has been more talked about publicly is the experiences and the dangers that the trans community faces just day to day and you know there was a period of time and you know like like i said earlier about protecting trans women but there's a time where there was a trans woman on the news being murdered every day it felt like mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. like uh, you are a big activist for your community how important do you feel it is to to call those things out and to make sure that people don't forget what the what people are facing in the community? Um, I think a lot of my advocacy is social, excuse me, because I, I recognize the ways in which I have to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily use the word activist because the, the reputation of that word, I don't think fits me, okay. right? Advocacy comes from a place of this is not me performing it. This is me living it. And this is me making sure that the world is changed while I'm still alive to witness that change. Um, Like you said, um, on average, two to three trans women are killed every month, specifically black trans on average. And that's only those who are reported number one and two um, correctly gendered in death. So many trans folk are misgendered in death. That is no possible way that you can actually get the numbers. You see what I'm saying to you? Um, So knowing that we have a life expectancy of what used to be 35 is now 25, that we are actually dying more. Um, Let me rephrase that being murdered because dying is not, Dying is simple. Mm-hmm. Murder is something more. We are being murdered at a rate that we are not living long enough to compensate for. So I don't want to say extinction because there's always going to be transness in our society. We have always been here. But black trans women are now being killed in a way in which we've never seen. Um, so I have to have these uncomfortable conversations. I have to put my livelihood on the front lines to have these conversations. I have to educate people who that I don't know if they want to fight me or fuck me. Yeah. This this is my truth. This is my reality. And I think a lot of the girls, um, a lot of the girls don't choose to do this work because it is dangerous. Every time I speak up on a platform and say I'm trans, I mark my head. Yeah. Right. This video is going to get so many views. You have a beautiful platform, but not everyone aligns with how me and you may think about my existence. You know, so these are things that I always have to consider. But I look at it at, like this. The outcome is worth it. In my opinion, it's worth it. Because if I can reach people who don't get to experience a Miss Mojo, then the work is being done. And like I said, it's not up to trans people to end transphobia. It's up to y'all. Yeah. Y'all 
collectively decide, yo, this is not cool. This is not right. This doesn't serve us. We That's not our work. Our work is to live and survive in this system that y'all created. But y'all have the power to eliminate a lot of the stresses and the harm that we face. So when are you going to do the work? Listen, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. I've I've done I, I've done whole whole series on deconstructing transphobia. I've, I and the thing is, I think I, I appreciate that. I, I, I think like being honest with me, um, like about the fact that there was a point in my life where I absolutely was transphobic, homophobic, and then calling myself out for that and realizing where my what how my thinking was. It was guided by, you know not wanting to be judged, not wanting to, you know, to, to go in with, with the popular thought and, and stuff at the time. And then I had to realize like, what the hell am I doing? Like it, it took for me to like really mature and to realize like, like what, what people are people like treat people the way that you want to be treated. Like every, and I think it really opened my eyes when I, when I realized the rate in which trans people were murdered. And it was just like, like, I, I don't know how anybody can hear the statistics of it and then walk away and still think it's OK. Like, no, shit needs to change. Nobody need nobody deserves to lose their life because of the way that they want to live. That's not hurting anybody or the fact that the people who don't know how to deal with their attraction to trans women. So then they lash out by by doing like it, it's disgusting is what it is. And I think mm-hmm. like especially with me having a platform, I had to a first call myself off for how I used to think in my early twenties and then identify it. And then now do some actual work to help have people think differently and realize like, look, you can grow from it. Even if where you are right now is in a place of being transphobic, you can absolutely grow from it, but you have to identify it and be honest with yourself first on where you are. Right. And I, I'm so glad you say that because what people fail to realize is that we're all transphobic. We live in a transphobic society. Even I have transphobia that I have to unpack. So if I got to do this work, and what world do you think y'all don't have to do this work? You know what I'm saying? We all have the ability to unlearn it because we've all been taught it. Um, but I think the part that gets left out is we can speak of the deaths but we hardly speak about the love who's loving on trans women Mm -hmm. and not just in a relationship form, but family um, platonic friendships. Like the love conversation needs to start happening because we can speak about the death and the sorrow, but I'd rather speak about the, the life the love, the joy, the celebration of our lives, of our survival. Mm -hmm. Those are also um, the other half of this conversation that needs to happen. You know, men saying publicly, Hey, I not only find trans women um, desirable or attractive, I respect their humanity enough to not want to hide them. I respect their humanity enough to see future with them, to engage them that even if it's not marriage, it's business deals, it's opportunities, it's, you know, so much love invested in who we are as people because there's hate, the hate is there. Um, We need to start speaking about and thinking about to love definitely that, that you, mm-hmm. greater words have not been said like come on now <laughs> you've been you've been dropping bars all all evening all okay. evening and okay. i and, and i think too like we need to um i remember the first time publicly i was out somewhere and i asked someone like before i misgendered them or anything i was like what is your preferred pronoun because i want to make sure that i'm respecting what what that is and i was with uh one of my buddies at a time and he stopped me and he was like Bro, like, why'd you ask that? And I was like, 
Cause I didn't like. What do you mean? Why did I ask it? Like, it, it, and it was an, an effeminate man who I was asking, but I wanted to to, to make sure, like, hey, I, I don't want to mis misgender you. Like, what is, what is your preferred pronoun? And and I'm glad I did because it was uh, her and she and her and 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 I referred to her as her from that point on. And it was like, like that shouldn't be to treat people how they want to be treated. Shouldn't be a a big deal like it shouldn't be it just shouldn't so yeah yeah and the the part of it's so simple when you say it yeah but the practice yeah. is it's really wild when you look at it a lot of people don't recognize it because for people you know they only see things as the binary yes. this is what i've been this is what's true to me so for me to acknowledge your truth and your humanity it means i have to question myself a lot of people don't want to do that work, especially in a club setting, you know, an outing and stuff like that. Ain't nobody going to be deep and intellectual and try to think about the ways in which me addressing you by the gender pronouns you want to be addressed by is the right thing. Yeah. No one's thinking about the club. They're thinking about, okay, are you a boy or are you a girl? Because yeah. I know how to deal with you. And that's such a limited view, you know? For sure. So, you doing things like that. I've never met a trans person who was mad that they were asked how they want to be referred to. Never met them. That's the most respectful and bare minimum thing you can do to not just trans people, but to everyone. There are people who are non-binary. Mm -hmm. um, there are people who are just not cisgender. Not everyone fits that mold. So using that as a practice is a great tool, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Any anything left on your mind? Anything that you want to touch on before we go? Sexy shit. I don't feel like you really turned it up on me. I feel like you kept it PG. I I mean I was I was on my top like come on, <laughs> I see. I well I I think I did I didn't expect I did I didn't know how much Mojo was gonna show up to this. So when you turned on your <laughs> camera, I was like, oh she she showed up. But I told you this. Don't be acting funny. <laughs> I'm going to call. Come on. No, nah, you know I appreciate it. I want a hug when I see you. Absolutely. I need my hug. Because if I don't get my hug, I'm going to take my hug. And then we're going to oh. be fighting. Wow. I'm going to hug you. I'm, I'm, when I see you, I'm going to hug you. That's just period, point, point. It's a lot of me to hug. So <laughs> get them arms ready. Mm. <laughs> So, so you you want me to, you want me to turn up some? I'm gonna turn up a little bit. I'm gonna turn up a little bit. I'm gonna turn up a little bit. What's what's your kink? What's your kink? Ooh, I'm not sure if it's a kink, but I am attracted so much to hands. Okay, hands do something to me. I don't. I'm not sure if it's a kink though. Um, but outside of that, I don't think the things I do are kinky. So, I don't know. And, and what do you a kink? What's my kink? What do you consider to be a kink? And I mean, you can follow. I mean, any, anything can really be a kink. Like I, th I think there's a difference between kink and fetish, right? So, like right. almost anything is a kink, just if it's just something that does something to you. Um, it goes into the land of being a fetish if it's like you need it to get off. I think, but um, yeah, I mean, hands. I think that's pretty. I, I don't. I think that's pretty common. I think people have an attraction for, especially like, like people. It's, but it's, I find a lot of women nowadays like vocal about the fact that they want their man's hands to be clean and their nails oh, to be yeah. done, and it's like, yeah. yeah, baby, that clear polish and that nice—that's <laughs> how you get your dick sucked. I ain't gonna hold you up. <laughs> that's it. 
That's it. You can so touch me. A lot of spit yeah. or a little spit. In which way? Do you when you when you perform? Is it a lot? Do you use a lot of spit or a um, little spit? It's 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 giving Niagara Falls. It's, <laughs> it's giving sloppy toppy. It's it's giving waterfalls. It's yeah. Unless unless he tells me he's not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. If not, it's it's bubbles. It's bubbles. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. It's bubbles. <laughs> okay. That's my ministry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I All think. Women it- too. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I said on women too as well because I'm a pansexual, so okay, equal everybody can get it. Is it so okay? Is there a difference between eating man ass and eating woman ass? Yes. Okay. So I feel like women's um, ass is softer, as where um, a lot of men is more harder. So it's a different element to it. Um, but the actual booty hole, I think it's universal. You okay. know, as long as you're clean, hope your partners are clean. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild but fair enough fair enough uh i think everybody knows what my fit is my kink well my kink so don't judge me for this but like you know how like they have the the electric wands that like give us a little shock that you can use mm-hmm. have you ever used? Mm-hmm. like put that on my balls while i'm coming listen here listen oh. here. that shit does like that doesn't like like hurt. It does. It's a. It's so. If it, it. It's a mixture between pleasure and pain. like. I like. I'm into pain, so that that wouldn't bother me anyway. But like the mixture of pleasure and pain, it it's it's fucking exhilarating. If I'm just being honest. Okay. Yeah. Do you do candle wax play? Of course. Oh. Yeah. I see that for you. Yeah. I see that. That's actually probably the first kinky thing I've ever I ever did was the candle wax thing. And I remember at the time, like, I was such a, like, prude. I was just like, this shit is boring. Can we just fuck? And then, like, it was <laughs> it was something about when, like, I poured it on her and the way that she reacted. And then she poured it on me later. I was like, you know what? This is it. This is where it's at. Mm-hmm. So. Don't be a dummy like me. Don't use the government cheese and burn the cheese. You did not do that, Mojo. Uh, because, you know, my dumb ass saw that in the movie. It's It's no. That really burns you. Don't yes, it. that actually burns like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> use candles. Stick to candles. <laughs> Don't use the government block cheese. Don't do it. Where's the craziest place you've had sex? Church. Me too. That's me too. That's, I, I'm embarrassed, but yeah, I did. I'm not embarrassed. I tell that story today. Picture it. Next no, I'm you know what's funny though is that people say that like in God's house, technically this is all God's house. Like we 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 attach a different thing to the. It's just a building. Like it's my tides going to this building. So <laughs> my, okay, I'm gonna give me a little piece. Let's wake that up. Okay, this may be the Lord's house, but okay, I got a couple hundred dollars up in this mug. I'm gonna need a piece. Sorry. Wow. Wow. I love you. I really do. I I love your energy. Like you, come on. You know I've I've literally probably since the second day we met. I I've loved me some mojo. Like you, you are awesome. I I must I'm, honestly say. I know that's right. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> All right. I tell people that you love me on socials. I'm a to me. I think I'm a better time in person. Mm-hmm. But like if we was actually together, oh, the times we were had. Okay. 
we we'll be i'll be in new york sooner rather than later oh all right yeah i think i'm actually in new york the weekend of november 12th so oh i may have something for you if you come (laughs) we'll see about that man but uh all right go ahead and give me your social media let's get the hell up out of here all right, y'all. Y'all can find me at, at MojoDisco.com, at MojoDisco on all social platforms. Uh, Miss Mojo is my name. Google me. All right. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. I don't have a website. I probably need to get one, but I don't, I don't know what I'd put on it. Probably just feet pics of like random ones that I collect with people. I love me some feet. Feet. Feet is. I'm just. Yeah. I have I know you do. I've seen them. Of my songs, <laughs> <laughs> but this has been another episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We out this motherfucker. Peace. Bye bye now. This has been a presentation of the Breaks, Breaks Media. Media. Bitches love podcasts. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.